Hello and welcome to the Top Story, a podcast that brings you the headlines of the day with the help of our correspondents around the world. And Meng Zhang coming up in this edition. Chinese Premier Li Qiang has presented a three-point plan for deepening China-France cooperation. Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi is to meet U.S. President Joe Biden in Washington. And heavy clashes have broken out in the Sudanese capital as the latest ceasefire expired on Wednesday. We begin in Europe. Chinese Premier Li Qiang has addressed Chinese and French business communities in Paris and put forward a three-point proposal on deepening China-France cooperation. It includes jointly maintaining the security and stability of global industrial and supply chains, strengthening cooperation on innovation, and fostering a sound business environment. The Chinese Premier also told the gathering that both China and France should promote unity instead of division and cooperation instead of confrontation. Ken Brown has more from Paris. Chinese Premier Li Qiang arrived in Paris on Wednesday evening. He was greeted by the French Minister for Economy Bruno Le Maire. First stop, a working dinner organized by the China-France Committee on the same street where French President Emmanuel Macron lives. Macron will officially receive him for bilateral talks at the Elysee Palace on Thursday evening. Li began his trip to Europe with a visit to Germany and talks with Chancellor Olaf Scholz. It is Li's first official visit as Premier and the fact that Germany and France are his chosen destinations underline the importance of the relationship between China and the EU. China exported more than $46 billion worth of goods to France last year. Conversations here in France are expected to run along similar lines to those we saw in Germany with the conflict in the Ukraine and China's potential role as a peacemaker top of the agenda, along with closer cooperation on the climate crisis and green technology. Friday's summit on the new global financing pact will also be a highlight. It's a summit that will also be attended by the United Nations and UNESCO as all parties seek to explore ways to address the financial inequality between the developed world and developing countries. That was Ken Brown reporting. Still in Europe, a strong explosion has rocked the left bank in Paris, injuring at least 40 people. Four of them are in critical condition in hospital. The blast has sparked a fire and caused a partial building collapse in the French capital. Two people have been reported missing. Ken Brown again has this report. The fiery explosion happened in the 5th arrondissement area of Paris at around 5 p.m. local time. The facade of the Paris American Academy, a bilingual school that teaches fashion, design and fine arts, collapsed. Local officials had tweeted that the explosion was caused by a gas leak, but stressed that it was still too early to confirm what actually started it. Emergency services brought the fire under control about 90 minutes after the blast. Eyewitnesses and neighbors heard a loud bang and saw debris crash onto the street. It's two streets away, so the, the shock wave was really strong. So uh, we felt, uh, I, I, I really thought it was closer than two blocks away. It was so strong. I mean, the, the building in front of it caught on fire and, and collapsed. When I heard the explosion, I was really scared. A window that was two meters tall crashed on the floor. If I had arrived two minutes before, I would have been dead. The area is usually full of students and tourists as it is close to both the Notre Dame Cathedral and the Sorbonne University. Hours after the explosion, smoke still remained in the air. 
Streets around Rusanjak have been cordoned off as police continue to investigate what happened here right in the heart of the city. There was Ken Brown on an explosion in central Paris. Over to Asia. Authorities in China say 31 people have died and seven were injured when an explosion ripped through a barbecue restaurant in the Ningxiahui Autonomous Region. It's believed that the explosion was caused by a leak of liquefied gas on Wednesday evening on the eve of the Dragon Boat Festival. Authorities have detained nine people in connection with the blast, including the restaurant owner. President Xi Jinping has called for efforts to save the injured and to strengthen safety supervision of key industries and protect people's lives. Still in China, people in several countries, including Britain, have joined China in marking the Dragon Boat Festival. The three-day holiday is associated with Chinese poet Chu Yuan, who was from today's Yichang, Hubei province. The International Canoe Federation Dragon Boat World Cup is taking place in the hometown of the renowned poet. Meanwhile, in Manchester, celebrations including line dancing and dragon boat racing are bringing people together. Wang Chiwei spoke with organizers and some participants in the British city. Pedals up and making a splash. It's all about teamwork and staying sync to win the race. But it's not winning that matters. It was really fun. We were pretty dreadful, but we don't mind because we learn a lot. But for some, just staying dry turned out to be far from easy. It may not be the multi-billion dollar football match that Manchester is usually associated with, but this race brings wealth beyond money. It brings social integration between the Chinese community and people from around the world. Full of buzz and full of joy. I'm quite excited. I haven't never done anything like this before. And steps away from the water, there's also plenty to do on dry land. Today, the more than 2,000-year-old tradition is not only about parades, races and food, but also a celebration of cultural identity. We want to introduce the Chinese culture to the local people, for them to join us together to roll in the dragon boat and to celebrate the festival. The first Chinese settlers arrived in Manchester early in the 20th century, and they have left their mark here, with the city's Chinatown today being the second largest in the UK after London. It's about the long-standing Chinese community here in Salford and Greater Manchester, their contributions over many years to life here in the city, but also across the city region, is many and varied. The event attracts crowds from different backgrounds. I enjoy it. I've done this event many times before and every time it's great to take part. I feel very delighted to show our Chinese traditional costume from different dynasties. A good audience of people, good energy, well organised, everyone's here to have fun. Victory for the winners, but for most, it was the taking part that counts, with teamwork at the forefront of this multicultural day. There was Wang Chiwei reporting from Manchester. Turning to North America, Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi is to meet US President Joe Biden in Washington on Thursday as part of his first visit to the US. The two leaders are expected to focus on deepening cooperation on technology and security during bilateral discussion at the White House. Modi kicked off his official visit to the US with a number of events on Wednesday, including a stop at the United Nations to mark the International Day of Yoga, 
Jody Jacobs has more. It was a rather chilly morning here at the United Nations headquarters, but despite that, hundreds of people gathered on the northern lawns to participate in this ancient physical, mental and spiritual practice that has its origins in India. A Guinness world record was also broken on Wednesday. This event was the largest number of different nationalities in one yoga session. Also participating was India's Prime Minister, kicked off his official visit to the United States right here in New York. It was politics aside as Modi praised yoga as being truly universal, saying it's a way of life. Friends, when we do yoga, we feel physically fit, mentally calm, and emotionally content. But it is not just about doing exercise on a mat. Yoga is a way of life, a holistic approach to health and well-being, a way to mindfulness in thoughts and actions, a way to live in harmony with self, with others, and with nature. This is the ninth year that people around the world come together to celebrate International Day of Yoga. It was first introduced by Prime Minister Modi in his address to the opening of the 69th session of the General Assembly and adopted by 175 member states back in 2014. Yoga is a way of uniting mind and body and also the environment and us. The most memorable university lectures I attended as a student many years ago were on cultural traditions of ancient Eastern civilizations. They helped me understand that we are part of nature, despite regarding ourselves as aristocratically detached from other creatures. Today, yoga is practiced in various forms around the world and has for the last decade grown in popularity. That was Jody Jacobs at the United Nations headquarters in New York. A multinational search has intensified for the missing Saab, with five people on board in the depth of the Atlantic Ocean. On Wednesday, underwater banging sounds were detected, giving rescuers some signs of hope for finding the men. The search area has been expanded as more vessels join in on the search operation. But time is running out as oxygen levels dwindle with every passing hour. We get more from Philip Crowther with the Associated Press. Uh, the U.S. Coast Guard represented here in Boston by Captain Jamie Fredericks. This is an incredibly complex search operation requiring both surface and subsurface elements. And our unified approach is critical. We've been able to provide continuous air and surface search assets as well as additional ROV capability to search below the surface. Now, what about those sounds, though, that were detected uh, last night? Uh, they have been detected twice. Is that a sign of life? Well, that is something that those rescuers are not willing to say at this point. The search area, by the way, that has expanded now. The Coast Guard says it is twice the size of the state of Connecticut. It's essentially the size of Belgium. Now, if this vessel is found, though, the question is still where exactly? It could be bobbing on the surface of the Atlantic Ocean, in which case it would be easier to get at it, to open it. Remember, it can't be opened from the inside. It has to be opened from the outside. But if it is found uh, on the seabed, for example, then it would be a lot more difficult to get it back up to the surface. That was Philip Crowther with the Associated Press reporting from Boston. Moving on to the Middle East. 
where violence has been escalating in the West Bank between the Israeli military and the Palestinians. Palestinian authorities say an Israeli drone attack has killed three Palestinians in the West Bank city of Jenin. The Israeli military says the drone strike targeted a vehicle with Palestinian militants that were suspected of carrying out attacks. The drone attack came hours after Israeli settlers attacked Palestinian towns, torching cars and buildings in retaliation for an attack by Hamas gunmen a day earlier. On Monday, six Palestinians, including a teenager, were killed, and at least 90 others were injured during a raid by Israeli troops. And finally, we go to Africa. Heavy clashes have broken out in the Sudanese capital after the latest ceasefire expired on Wednesday. On the previous day, each side accused the other of launching attacks in violation of the 72-hour truce mediated by the United States and Saudi Arabia. The United Nations has expressed alarm at the attacks on health sites, warning that pregnant women may not be able to access critical health services. World Health Organization Director General Tedros Adnam Ghebreyesus says about two-thirds of health facilities have closed in areas where there's fighting. Repeated attacks on health facilities, medical warehouses, ambulances and health workers are preventing patients and health workers from reaching hospitals. WHO has verified 46 attacks on health care since the start of the fighting. Sudan's devastating war raged on into the third month on Thursday, with the number of people killed in the fighting topping 2,000. Fighting between the regular army and the paramilitary ISF began in mid-April, forcing people in affected areas to flee the country. Before we go, here's a recap of today's top stories. The Chinese premier has presented a three-point plan for deepening China-France cooperation. Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi is to meet US President Joe Biden in Washington. And heavy clashes have broken out in the Sudanese capital after the latest ceasefire expired. That concludes today's top story, which brings you world headlines every weekday. For more news in politics, business, sports and culture, you can subscribe to the Beijing Hour, a one-hour news magazine program. We welcome and appreciate all ratings and reviews. And Wang Zihang, thank you for listening.